Blog Talk Radio. Show man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Episode number 28, I am one half of your host and tag team champs, Chris Rucker, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Mr. Marty Vasquez. Marty, are you Hello, there? sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I am one week away from packing my shit and getting on a big old airplane in New York City for the first time. Oh, man, isn't that fantastic knowing that we are a week away from being in New York and a week and a half away from WrestleMania? Say that one more time, Marty. I don't think they heard you in the back. I said we are a week away from New York City and a week and a half away from WrestleMania 35. But before we get there, starting this Monday... A tradition that I started five, six years ago, and I hope it blows up this year. Got a lot of feedback of people retweeting and saying they like it. But WrestleMania T-Shirt Week officially starts on Monday, Marty. I hope you got seven T-shirts you can wear every day. Oh, I, you know what? I have a closet full of T-shirts I can wear. However, I do got a nice little bunch of shirts coming through from WWEShop.com and ProWrestlingTees.com this week that I think I'm going to be set and ready to go with some new merch. Well, it's funny you brought up Pro Wrestling Tees because starting right now, 20% off using the code B2TF. Rumor has it, if you get you a boot to the face shirt and use that code, you get 20% off of any shirt on the website also. 20%, Marty. That only means you got to pay 80% left over. That means I paid full price for my villain club t-shirt? Son of a gun. Well, you should have okay. used the code B2TF, and you would have been great. Another... Maybe, maybe if somebody would have let me in on that ahead of time, I could have waited. It's okay. We're good. We're solid. Can I tell you something? By all means. About WrestleMania T-shirt week, I am being blackmailed right now. Can, can, I, can I go into this story real quick before we get to what your favorite oh. WrestleMania match is, before we get to my power rankings, before we get to why Oscar's just getting shit on, before we get to the women announced to officially main event WrestleMania? Can I tell you about me being blackmailed? By all means, 
feel free. I won't use any names for the safety of people with families. But in my Facebook feed, a picture popped up today. 2015, me getting off work, celebrating WrestleMania t-shirt week because it had already started four years ago. I had a red and yellow t-shirt on underneath my Trinity Rail uniform. My wife took a picture of me ripping off my uniform to reveal this red and yellow t-shirt. Backstory on that is I had the t-shirt because I dressed up as a Klan member. I mean, Hulk Hogan for Halloween. <laughs> so there's a picture out there with me. There's a couple of them with me dressed up as Hulk Hogan. And there's one with me ripping my shirt off to reveal this. And I get a text message today that says, I haven't named the amount. But you need to pay me money or I will tweet this picture out. To which I responded, fuck you, do it. So if you see this picture tweeted out from the perpetrator, I want you to blacklist him. Block him. Talk bad about his family. Kick his dog if you see it. No, don't do that. Y'all are sensitive about dogs. But, you know, just, just tell this man what a piece of shit that he is for trying to blackmail your favorite wrestling podcast. So the good name of Chris Rucker, he's trying to scandalize it. All up and down the streets of Twitter. <laughs> so, in short, Joey, I will not be paying your ransom. Go fuck yourself. Tweet the hell out of it. <laughs> I love Hulk Hogan. Oh, Nobody will looks like, looks like I'm about to get in, into contact with Joey. Get him going. Oh, man. Here we go. So, Picture <laughs> needs to see the light. Okay, so I just got a. Okay, this is this has nothing to do with the show, but it's very weird. I just got a refund from the people doing my Steam meet and greet, and I don't know why. It just said you got a refund. Uh -oh. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I had some I had some drama going on with them. They uh, I'm not gonna name what company it is, but they they posted that they had Steam. And then they kept saying, you know, when these go on sale tomorrow, make sure you buy them because they're going to go fast. So they went on sale, and I bought one. But what they posted was a different company that's doing a professional photograph with Stinger instead of the one that they're actually doing. And then they posted theirs later. So when I went back to get a refund, the guy kind of gave me an attitude and said that, you know, he's not in charge of that company, blah, blah, blah. I'm not the type of person that's going to throw shade, though. I'm trying to get it resolved before I come across the airwaves name and name. So hopefully this gets resolved. If not, then I will talk all kind of shit about MZ Productions in there. Oh, did I slip? Was that a Freudian <laughs> Anyhow, Martin. Oh, Chris, Ruck Chris Rucker is on one today. I like it. Fired up show. I, I'm, I got allergy medicine and Crown Royal mixed together right now, so... Uh, before we get too far, you know what? We got a call. I look up in the phone bank, and there's a number from the area code 480. So now, area code 480, I think I know who this is. You are live. Boot to the face radio. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm going to need you to hold on a minute because I'm on Facebook trying to look up pictures of Rucker. In a Hulk Hogan outfit, <laughs> ripping off his tee and stuff like that. So, because I'll, you I'll and me both. Shit out of that. I'll, I'll tweet the shit oh. out of that. But for some Go reason, uh, the pictures are uh, coming up slow, so I don't know what's going on. 
Go ahead and click on your search bar, and then in your keyboard, <laughs> type in "Go fuck myself," and then the picture. <laughs> Well, a picture of Jay-Z Flair comes up if I type that in. <laughs> I hope you called in here to tell me your favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Uh, you know, I was I was just looking at matches and matches because there's so many, you know, there's been so many great ones uh, that, that, that I've been um, pondering over. Um, and I, I keep coming back. I keep coming at, back to uh, WrestleMania three, uh, Steamboat and Savage. Um, I thought that was an absolute classic. I just loved the hell out of that match. Um, but I've got a list of six. It, it, it's just really hard to hard to pick. We had um, one match. Steamboat and Savage definitely on my top. Steamboat and Savage is what I'm putting down for you. What'd you like about that match? Why was that match the one that you picked? Uh, just because it was, it was just like, uh, just almost nonstop action. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was just two workhorses just going at it. Two big names that that could really just wrestle, you know, technically wrestling, but you know, they could brawl. They, I mean, they just did it all. Plus I love the, uh, I love the feud going on with those guys, you know, at the time. So, I mean, the whole build, everything about it just, you know, when I was a kid, man, these two guys. Like, I hated Savage. I thought he was just, like, the worst guy ever. And Steamboat, man, I always loved Steamboat. So, uh, when those two, anytime those two got in the ring, man, it was just it was just awesome. And uh, yeah, so and as far as WrestleMania goes, man, this was it. That was, uh, that was one of my top five. That is one of my top five matches of all time, uh, just wrestling and in, in general. Uh, but I was watching it a couple hours ago. And as amazing as that match was, I was really watching it. And, and like you said, just from bell to bell, action the whole time. It was great. The storyline around it, Miss Elizabeth, uh, Animal Steel, the, the whole thing. You know, commentary between Monsoon and, um, and Jesse. You know, it's great. But then I'm watching it, and the finish on that was such a wonky roll-up finish. was just like, really? That's how this great match ended I don't know why I forgot about it, but watching it earlier, it was like, this match, as great as it was, definitely could have had a better finish. You mean you didn't like yeah. the, the advent of George the Animal Steel coming in and getting involved with it, who was in love with Miss Elizabeth at the time? <laughs> I mean, do you blame him, though? Everybody was in love with Miss Elizabeth back then. Uh, I mean, pretty much. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, Marty, I gotta agree. Uh, I, 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 the, the finish, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't too crazy about, but you know, I, de- I didn't hate it. It, it, it was okay. I mean, I think they could have probably done something better, um, but you know, for what it was, I, I think it worked pretty well uh, with, with what they had going on at the time. It definitely was a match that should have been the headlining match instead of the bullshit that we did get. Oh, you mean yeah. when I was in the main event? <laughs> exactly. I'm just trying to get a visual of uh, Chris Rucker trying to slam Andre, you know what I mean? Like, trying to get him up. You won't have to get a visual. You can just have somebody record me walking around New York City until I run into a fat guy after about five glasses of Crown Royal next week. <laughs> I will have my camera on my phone ready to go. I will have my spare battery pack. We are set. There will be plenty of visual aids to go coming forward. 
Who's Man, the, I, I think you just ought to strap a GoPro on your chest and just and just run around because that's going to be like uh, Rucker TV going on. It's going to be awesome. That's a pretty damn good idea. We got a uh, we got another call, man. We appreciate you throwing your uh, your match out there. That's a I, I got a feeling that once we read all the feedback and we go through everything, that match will be one of the top ones. Um, it's it's heralded as maybe the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. So I I gotta I get off the phone here, but uh, I got a prediction that you're gonna hear a lot of. Uh, if not that one, you're going to hear a lot of uh, Hart Austin from 13 and uh, Owen Brett from 10. Those are my top three, yeah, and I think you're going to hear a lot of that. Well, we appreciate it, brother, and we will catch you down the road. All right, man, thanks you got to take it easy. All right, thanks. Later. Luke. Peace. Well, Marty, before we get to uh, our picks, we got another call. Let's take it. Sorry, I had to mute you and yell at my family because apparently they're just upstairs making as much noise as possible. Erico 608, you better have your favorite WrestleMania match. You know, why else would I be dialing this phone number knowing fully well, hey, look, he's on the air air about an hour and a half early than normal. Oh, I best make a phone call now because... We'll do it later. Really? Come I'm on sorry, now. you were cutting out there. Were you talking again? You were oh, out there, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your feelings are still hurt a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> let, let me, let me, let me watch tears with, with, with the shred of, of, of my girlfriend's. Oh, never mind. Anyway. <sighs> oh, <God>, you <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what the hell did you step into? No, no, dude. I'm wor- listen, but listen, brother. I'm working. I'm not doing anything uh, out of the ordinary. That that's what I'm doing right now. I'm do- I'm delivering food, and it's all good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do have well, a content, everybody. Uh, hello. Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought for a second there, I was like you muted me. I'm like, oh, damn. I hurt his feelings for real. Seriously. Anyway, yes, I have. Uh, but you might be angry because uh, one person in that match uh, you have such a love relationship with, you know, because I have a backstory to that match. So uh, my favorite, my favorite match for WrestleMania was WrestleMania six, the main event, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Um, and the first time I ever watched that match, I watched it right after it came out on videotape and. Yeah, I was in high school at the time, and that was at the time where I was having a really rough time with everything, and wrestling was like my salvation, literally. So I was literally obsessed with, literally, I didn't really know the difference between real and what it is now. We're not going to use that word because, you know, that, that's like a naughty word that you use in the, the wrestling world. So um, I, it, you remember back in the day the 900 numbers that they used to have. That uh-huh. if you called if you called this nine hundred As a matter of fact, hold on, Joe. As a matter of fact, I can remember me and Gene saying, "Call me right now, one nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. Kids, get your parents' permission before you call." Right, and that was be, and that was before Mean Gene was ever popular with doing that. So the WWE put out a nine hundred number where you could call and get the WrestleMania results 
for the ultimate challenge. And, I, you know, I'm like probably 16, 17 years old, and I'm thinking to myself, if I call this number, I'm a dead man. I'm going to die young because my mother's going to kill me, and I'm not going to get to see adulthood probably. And that's, that's what I'm thinking in the inside. But, you know, I, I plotted my way into the phone and literally dialed a 900 number probably about five or six different times because I needed to hear the results over and over and over and over. Needless to say, I got a real nice ass-whipping courtesy of my father because when my mother told him how much that bill was, oh, my goodness. I mean, that, that just, there's no end in sight for the discipline that I received that day simply because I wanted to know the results of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. So it's like it's one of those things that you kind of like it stays with you. It, it was a decent match. There are better matches, but since we're only picking one, that one, to me, that, that left an imprint totally for life. So, and it's your favorite person. Well, I'm on pins and needles. Are you going to tell me what the match is? I thought I told you it was the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry. Oh, I must have missed that part. The Ultimate Warrior. You know, oh. that was actually a good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a pretty good match. Yeah. No, the, the, I, I'm sorry. I thought I lived with that. My mistake. I'm sorry. Well, I'm doing a couple things at once, Joe. I apologize if I wasn't paying attention. But uh, Ultimate oh. okay, I'm, I'm going to take that down. So we got one vote for Warrior versus Hogan. And why exactly? What about that match? Besides, you know, you about to get in trouble yeah, for calling it, it, 900 it was, numbers. It was okay. The nostalgia at the time. Because uh, at the time, the Warrior was so big coming in. As the Intercontinental Champion, and Hogan was Hogan. You know, I'm I, I, I'm one that has to sometimes admit this out loud. I was a Hulkamaniac, literally growing up. I I bought the shirts. I would rip the shirts. I would do all the imitations. And to me, that that stayed with me throughout the years and whatnot. And at that time, that that match was like the greatest thing I ever saw when I watched it the very first time. Well, Joe, I have some unfortunate news that I must break. Go for it. I had a meet and greet to meet the Stinger. And now, because the WWE decided they don't want him at WrestleCon, he will no longer be going to that meet and greet, which is why I got a refund sent back to my bank account just now. Oh, dude, that, no, man, see, you know what? I'm sorry. That, that's just wrong. That's just wrong simply because it's like, I'm sorry. That, that There are people like yourself who went out of your way, lived your hard-earned money for whatever. And just because they don't want something, they just decided to pull it. And it's like, so now it's like, so are you going to try to go to the WrestleCon one or no? Well, the thing is, we were going to go to Access anyway. Uh, apparently, he's going to be there Friday and Sunday, I think is what it says, or Thursday and Sunday. So we'll be able to go to that one, but I'm so mad I can't even talk. Anyway, so yeah, that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna It's all good, it's all good, it's all good. So yeah, Marty had to take a business call, which he will be back to the time. Marty's here. This, this is because I'm taking phone calls every time I go. I must really 
than them. <laughs> well, I may just have to block your freaking number so you don't call in at all anymore if that's the case. Oh, come on now. Seriously? I have to send you a gift and you turned it down. You know? Actually, you. So I do got a legitimate business I'm in right now, so I do have to run a business at the moment. So I'm not just – you just happen to call at the opportune time. Um, <laughs> well, Joe, your phone actually is breaking up. When you listen back later, you'll be able to hear it. So we're going to let you go. We appreciate the feedback. Uh, Thanks for putting your match in. Like I said, so far you got one vote for Warrior versus. My favorite thing about that was when Warrior turned the WWE title to uh, the was it the yellow strap? No, that was the IC title that was yellow. What color did he turn the WWF title? Was it purple? Purple. It was purple. Yeah. So that was my favorite uh, thing about that match, and the fact that he beat Hogan because even as a kid I couldn't stand Hogan. So. All right, it's all good. But uh, thanks, Joe. We will uh, talk to you again, hopefully, before WrestleMania when we do our predictions. Yes, uh, absolutely. You, you you know that I will take the time to show support to you guys always, and, you know, I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Peace. That was Joe in Wisconsin giving his. And I will give you my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. It took place at WrestleMania X7. 17 is what they actually should have called it. The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin Part 2. And even though The Rock didn't win, this match, everything about it was great. Uh, the opening promo with Limp Biscuit and the video package they put together, you could watch that promo now. And if you get on YouTube and you go watch that video promo, you will end up watching that match because that promo was that fucking good. Uh, the the music went with the graphics, went with the action, went with everything. Then you had the involvement of Deborah, uh, Vince making Deborah manage The Rock, and Stone Cold telling him, if you let something happen to Deborah, that's your ass. And of course, Kurt Angle put her in the ankle lock because he was a slime ball back then. And The Rock and Stone Cold just beat the hell out of each other. for like, It was about a 30-minute match. My favorite thing about that match was the fact that The Rock started out getting booed because they were in Houston, Texas. Home, not the home of the Rattlesnake, but the home state of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And The Rock got booed the entire match until the end. Right before the Austin turn, they started cheering The Rock because the match was that good. They couldn't help it. Uh, Vince got involved, Austin turned heel, which I think would have been way bigger than it was until Booker T put him through the table and he ended up breaking his back. But it was such a good angle. It led to the two-man power trip with him and Triple H, even though I can't stand Triple H, which led to a few with Brothers of Destruction. Like There was so much that took place after that match took place, not to mention the match. Was just, it's just fun to watch. It's one of the matches you can close your eyes and listen to the crowd and listen to JR, who was on the damn money that night. Um, there was one point in the match where they were both busted open. I just watched this match the other day. That's why. They were both busted open, and Rock was tagging Austin with a right hand, and he knocked him down. And JR's like, at a, he's the challenger for the WWF title just got knocked on his ass again. <laughs> and it was him and Paul Heyman 
I don't know if y'all remember, but JR, J, uh, Jerry Lawler had gotten fired, and Paul Heyman was the commentator that was helping JR out. So I don't know. Everything about that match, I just completely love. So Rock versus Austin, WrestleMania X7. It's Chris Rucker Show's favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Uh, and that won the tiebreaker. My other one was Rock versus Hogan. Rocker, Rock is in a lot of my favorite WrestleMania matches. Rock versus Hogan was fantastic, too. That's another one where the match sucked. <laughs> if you ter- if you mute it, that match is awful. But when you get the crowd involved in it, they made that match. Those people in Toronto were just Hulkamania was back for him. They turned the Rock heel in the match, even though he wasn't a heel. Just everything about the crowd interaction in that match was pretty good. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to get to my power rankings and hopefully soon after that we will get either another phone call or Marty will jump back on the line who's apparently WrestleMania season's really business and busy in his line of work so he's having to cope with all that so the Chris Rogan power rankings 5-1 to one for this week, two weeks into WrestleMania and my number 5 on the Chris Rucker Show Power Rankings is none other than He is a grown-ass man. The Scottish psychopath. Beat Dean Ambrose again. That's the fucking thing. Did that not feel fantastic when him and Roman were swearing off of the power in the I'm not a the feel of that whole thing was fantastic. Uh, and then he whipped Dean's ass again in the last man standing match that I ended up falling asleep during the moment of Strowman and the moment of Bliss, but it was still pretty good. Number four on the Chris Ruggers show. Uh, WrestleMania to take on the Destroyer, Bobby Lashley, one-on-one for the Intercontinental Championship with the White Strap. Number three, there's people going to give me some heat with this one, but I don't give a fuck because I've been saying I've been saying she was the truth since she started a little over a year ago. Nope. Why not have Charlotte win the Beat the Clock Challenge? And they can say, oh, Charlotte won the Beat the Clock Challenge, so she just won a title match with Oscar the next night on SmackDown. Did they do that? No. Becky won the Beat the Clock Challenge. You know what she got? A 30-second interview backstage with Charlie Caruso. Power rankings. We just talked about her. She is now an eight-time...
might happen. Don't really give a damn. But Charlotte Flair is your number two in the Chris Rucker Power Rankings. And number one, coming in strong. It's a new day. Yes, it is. He come out talking. So that was your Chris Rock Power Rankings. For two weeks into WrestleMania, Drew Mack, Finn Balor, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and the collective unit of the New Day. We have an Atlanta area code phone call, and we will take it. I think I recognize this number because it might be that some bitch that was trying to blackmail me earlier. 706, you are on Boot to the Face Radio. I- you have my money, Rucker. <laughs> Take that money and shove it up your ass. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> I know you love to pose, Rucker. You got to gotta pose. <laughs> what up, Joe? What's going on, man? Just, just feeling right you. now. Just call me. You got a, a number one WrestleMania match of all your favorite? WrestleMania match of all time, just one. I don't want to hear no runner-up. I don't want to hear no, this was tied for number two, and I went with this. I need your favorite match. You got to sit a motherfucker down. You get one match, and you want them to watch it. What is it? That's it. Uh, Rock Hogan's got to be it. That's uh, Every time I see that match, I still get goosebumps. That crowd just makes it for it, man. Anytime I want to show somebody else that's not really a wrestling fan an example of why I like wrestling, I'll show them that match. Um, anything else, there might be more technically better matches. There might be more story-driven matches. But my favorite, and that's got to be it. I don't know if you were listening or not, but I just talked about that, about how yeah. good that match is with the volume turned up to 50. But if you mute it, it fucking sucks. <laughs> but the crowd made that match. That's it. Like I said, it gives me goosebumps still every time I watch it. And uh, the way that Rock just turned that and just feeding into that and building it up, uh, the crowd turning on him like that, it was masterpiece on his part. How fucking good was he at doing stuff like that where he could just read the crowd in the middle of a match and change whatever the plan was and change his character mid-match? Because he went hill in that match. Right. You can just see that look on his face and that Switch just turns over a little bit, you know. He's like, all right, you motherfuckers. You want it? Let's get it. After about the third time that Hogan threw him on the ground and started posing and the crowd, like, blew up, Rock was like, okay, yeah. guess I'm the yeah. And never missed a beat. And probably got Hogan's best match of the past 15 years out of him during that match. So that's a damn good right. choice. That was actually one that I was going to pick, but I went with Rock versus Austin at WrestleMania X7. Yeah, that's a good one, too. But uh, in the meantime, I've got the picture sitting here. If you're not going to pay up, uh, anybody else that wants to pay up to see this picture, it's uh, at Steel Toe Jojo on Twitter. You can DM me, and we can work out some details. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not going to come on here 
start up a fucking GoFundMe account. How about a Go Fuck Yourself account? You can start one of them. People are gonna pay hey. you for me in a Hulk Hogan shirt. <laughs> I oh, mean, really? I might have to throw that as a whiskey to see that picture being posted. <laughs> mm. Wow. Stabbed in the back. That's something just threw me through a barbershop plate window. <laughs> well, Joe, I'm going to hang up before you start giving people ideas about DMing you with PayPal and shit like that. His PayPal is uh, MrRucker1982 at gmail.com if y'all want to slide money his way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, uh, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Peace. Well, Marty, before you uh, get called away again, you want to talk about your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? We can. Did I hear you announce who your uh, your favorite match was? It was Rock versus Austin, WrestleMania 17, Houston, Texas, in Son the Super Astrodome. So you want to know why you're my tag team partner? One... Rock is in your top two. Rock's your number one. Rock's my number two. Um, you got respect for Austin. I love Austin. He's my number one. Um, but the reason why you're my tag team partner is because we're so fucking in tune on shit. My favorite match, my number one match, Rock, Austin, no DQ, WWF title with five different, um, four, or five, you know, four or five different referees to come in at WrestleMania 17. Well, That's my favorite match, man. That is a great match. Uh, before we dive into it, we got a phone call from an area code that I don't think has ever called before. Area code 910. You are on Boot to the Face Radio. What's going on, man? What's up? Who's this? This is uh, one of the followers on, from Twitter. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is... Uh... This is Jake Black. <clears throat> oh, what's Twitter. up, man? I, I, I recognize that name. I see you a lot on there. Yeah, what's going on, man? I uh, I just caught the live feed, so I figured I called in. Well, hell yeah, we nah, appreciate. Cool, man. We appreciate that. Uh, we just oh yeah, talk- oh yeah. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just saying, we're talking uh, favorite Mania matches, or well, your favorite match of all time for WrestleMania since it's Mania season. Um, would you have one? Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to comment about, man. I know this probably uh probably sounds crazy, man, but uh, I was big on the new generation there, man. So uh, I was thinking, man. I mean, the ladder match is big, and um, but I think my top favorite man is probably Brett and Shawn when they went, when they did the Iron Man match. Oh yeah, iconic match. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say it's uh, it's kind of long, and it's uh, I mean, it kind of takes some patience to watch. But I just remember as a kid, man, being like such a mark, man, for uh, for them too, man. The way they built that, uh, the way the build up was, it was like they were both kind of. To me, they were both traveling at the at like at 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 the same direction, but just coming from two different directions. And uh, I thought the way they pieced it together. With uh, tying them all into the match, I thought uh, I don't know, man. Just looking back, I was kind of young and stuff, but uh, I just kind of look at that match, man, with with a lot of memories. Go 
ahead, Marty. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, that was a long match. I mean, it was a 60-minute match. Um, if I remember correctly, that one went to overtime, right? It was like a yeah, one yeah. like a one. Yeah, I think um, it yeah, did. That's, I think that's it went a, to quick overtime. Right. Uh, but what I always remember about that one, I mean, at that point, Brett was like the man. You know, he was he was the the franchise, the organization at that point. Um, I honestly feel like it was like that match and the next couple months after that that really led to Brett essentially turning to become that full place heel um, that we ended up getting at WrestleMania 13 the year after, and then subsequently down to Survivor Series. Um, but yeah, that that's a that I would definitely agree. That's a, definitely a match that probably doesn't get as much attention as it should, uh, but definitely a great match. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Oh, that's just one that sticks out big in my head. And yeah, I think it uh, I think it really set up the course, man, for the for the next couple months and next year that was coming. Uh, you know what what kind of happened down the line, man. <clears throat> Well, Jake, man, we appreciate the call. Uh, hopefully, you can call in more if you're going to be listening live. And uh, like I said, thanks, and that was a good match. Yeah, man, y'all, uh, y'all take it easy, man. All right, thanks, man, appreciate that. You too. All right, man. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match. I can't believe that all this time. That's the first one. That's the first time that one's been brought up. Right, yeah. It's, I, to be honest, that's probably that's not, I don't. That's not one I really hear too much. I, well, when I think when it comes down to it, when you think of Brett versus Sean, there's 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 one match that surpasses them all that gets the front attention, and you kind of just forget about everything else. And that's obviously the Survivor Series match to send Brett away. You know, um, so I think that's like the match when you look at that rivalry. That's the one that stands out, even though that was a great match. And to think, look back at that card, that card wasn't a very stacked card. I think it was only like, there was like six or seven matches on that card, if I remember correctly. Um, oh, my God, the good old so days. Right? I mean, it wasn't an, an overly just power. I mean, there was big names all the way across the card, but it wasn't, it just, it wasn't a, a, like a big card. Like, that was essentially the entire card was that 60-minute match. At 63 minutes, I believe, was the actual total of it, because y'all were right. It did go uh, to overtime. I had to mute my microphone because somebody decided to come down here and start cooking in the middle of the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, y'all were right. It did go to overtime. Uh, I think it was like three minutes or something like that, and then Brett ended up catching that super kick and getting pinned. That was, wasn't that the oh, match I, I that Michael got right repelled now. out of the ceiling? Uh, yes, I believe it was. Um, but that was a, it was like one hour, one minute, and 52 seconds. So, an hour and two minutes. Yep. That hour makes two. sense. I'm surprised nobody's picked uh, Brett versus Austin just because of the – that was a good match too, though. Because of, Dude, that uh, match was phenomenal. But uh, my bad, Marty. I'm, like trying to do something else. Uh, let's get into the announcement that was made this week. It's official. The women are main event in WrestleMania. You got any thoughts yeah, on that's them announcing a... it so fast, or you think they should have made it a surprise? Or 
Um, no, I think that I think they did it right. I, personally, I think it would have been awesome if they would have announced it back that night and everything, or even like let it happen the final two matches. Which ones are going to be? Um, but I think if you do it that night, then you get to the final two matches. I feel like you're going to get people. They know the last match is Becky, you know Becky Ronda, and it's still Charlotte. Then that uh, will be chanting and cheering for that match during the last match. Um, I feel people will try to take over the show and be cheering for that the whole time. They don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, but I think that doing it now, you know what's going to happen. You know how it's lining up. You can anticipate it. You can expect it. And now they can just go forward and just build around everything else that's going on and, and try to get these other storylines some kind of heat behind them or, or some steam behind them before um, next week. You know, maybe one mention, obviously going to be on there, but hopefully it's not drawn out for three of them on both shows. I don't think we need that. I think maybe one appearance uh, or face-off or whatever it may be on, on Raw and then let it be after that. Um, but I think that with a week left, they need to focus on other things just to finish out the stories to get them to that moment. I think it was good that they announced it just because, for one, people can pace themselves because they're going to be at the arena for eight hours. Uh, for two, they got to – it's a history-making thing, so they got to go all over – you know, they were all on ESPN yesterday promoting it. and I think they just get it out the way. Just quit letting questions be answered. Take the pressure off of them a little bit until that day where they have to sit around for 12 hours waiting to go out and be the first women to ever main event WrestleMania. So, you know, as far as that goes, the pressure will be on. But I think it was good with them announcing it ahead of time. That way it won't be dominating everybody's thoughts for the next week and a half. You know what the main event is. You know all the matches by now. All the matches are booked. And now we can just get in the mode for WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, as far as that match goes, now there's two champions in the match. So I'm going to ask, what the fuck is up with Oscar? I don't know. I'm waiting to hear if there's something like if she's injured or something, because if she's injured and they just haven't led on to it, that would explain a lot. That would explain why we haven't really seen her, why she hasn't really been doing anything, and why they've taken the belts off her the way they have. Um, I think if they come out like a month ago and Oscar's injured, she's got to relinquish the belt, it kind of just takes away what they're planning to do even more than our things have already changed. Um, I hope she's not injured because nobody ever wants to be an injured wrestler or performer. But I don't know. I think that this might be a slow roll to to kind of give her some break for if she's injured or anything like that. I don't know. I, I'm, I am perplexed. And may I say that yesterday when I got that message from you, you stay off social media. Um, I'm glad you sent me that. Uh, that's why you're the best damn tag team partner out there because I stayed away from media the entire day, got home late last night and watched the entire card and holy hell was I shocked and surprised from what happened because I definitely was not expecting that to happen. The crazy thing is uh, I think you were dealing with a customer when I was talking about this. 
it would have made so much more sense if they would have had her win the Beat the Clock Challenge and then the next night said, for winning the Beat the Clock Challenge, you get to face Oscar for the title. She did, She was last place out of three people. So the point of her being handed everything is made even more. She hadn't won a match on TV in God knows how long. Becky's whooped her ass all through the summer, all through the fall, all through 2019 on one leg. She hadn't won a match, and then she loses the Beat the Clock Challenge last night for bragging rights. And the next night, they're like, eh, you can go out there and have a title match. <laughs> and, of course, she wins. And so they're doing her no fa- I mean, I don't know, man. I really don't. Here's my thing. If they were going to have both titles in the match, why not just have Becky beat Oscar at the Rumble and have Charlotte win the Rumble? And then you don't have the injury, the arrest, the suspension, the apology, the suspension lifted, the resuspension, that shitty match, and then she wins her way back into the WrestleMania match by Ronda Rousey punching Charlotte in the stomach. I mean, cause it's too because it's too easy. the entire time they thought that they were going to have a surefire storyline that was going to be nothing but just phenomenal writing and performance and people buying into it. And then they realized that they gave us a pile of shit on top of gold plate. We knew what we wanted. We had it there. And they just kept piling on more crap. And I think that somebody came in and said, change this shit up now. We got to do something different. Rewrite everything. Um, I don't know. Doctor Strange just turned his time capsule back. And now they're trying to beat Thanos again and say, screw it. We need to rewrite the history. Um because holy hell, like everything that was done was like they just went back and erased, erased everything. Um, I know I'm throwing comic book references in there, but X Men, everything—they're going back in time. Right? They're playing with time right now, and it has to do with people coming back. I guarantee it has to do with writing um, and creative, and somebody else coming back there and trying to fight, light a fire up some ass. Because everything, yeah, you're right. Why didn't we just get the win at Royal Rumble? I mean, at that point, it's like a shock value of Becky Lynch coming out and winning the Royal Rumble match because that's what everybody wanted. But had you done it the other way, that we could have had a much different storyline, a much more fluid story, um, more buy-in. People wouldn't have gotten so bored. And here, when you talk, ask people about the storyline, what's going on with it, the biggest thing you hear back is confusing. Well, if you minimize the crap they did, it's no longer confusing, and now it's entertaining. And that's where they dropped the ball. And I think this is them just trying to rewrite the course, possibly, and getting a better uh, situation. Um, however, I personally think, and I, I've mentioned this in the past, I think, unfortunately, as much as I don't, you know, with all the belts on there, I think this might be leaning towards a unification of the titles. You know, we got one tag team women's championship. We had the Fox still coming up in October. Um, who knows what the, the fact that the Fox is saying that they're going to give us more wrestling on the channel. I think this is them realizing they don't have as deep of a women's roster that they think they have, and they need to minimize themselves. And this is possibly going to be a um, unification or a two a, um, a two belt match. I don't know. One of the, crazy as it is, one of my favorite matches, and I was uh, watching it earlier today, was the triple threat uh, European IC title match at WrestleMania 2000 between. Angle, Jericho, and Benoit, where Angle oh, came so with two good. belts, and 
and walked out and with lost none, both of them. You know? <laughs> without yeah, getting so, beat. And did, exactly, without even <laughs> the decision. Uh, but that's, you know, that thing that's kind of a situation where two bouts are coming in, and we're probably going to see one person walk out of both of them. Um, what I don't want to see is if it does go that route and they do it so that Ronda can retain her title and Becky can get a belt back, I really hope that's not the route they're going because that's it, and that's just stupid writing right there. You know, this while you were talking about that, I thought back to the Royal Rumble, and I thought, well, if Becky would have won, then Charlotte would have had to win, so how hard would that have been to rewrite all that? And all they would have had to do was go back a week previous. I don't know if you remember this, but it was a match between Carmella, Charlotte, and Becky. Just have Charlotte win the match, have Charlotte beat Oscar at the Rumble, and have Becky win the Rumble starting out in the Rumble. That fixes everything. And then we end up in the exact same spot that we're in now. Becky can come out and say, I got beef with you, and I got beef with you. I want both of them. There's a triple threat. Both titles. Both champions. But from everything I'm reading, it's not supposed to be a unification match, which is very odd to me. And I'll tell you the way I would do it, and I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. The way I would do it is I would have Charlotte walk out this week because they had that stipulation, that triple threat tag match or whatever they're doing, that if one of the participants leaves or turns on their team – then they are out of the match at WrestleMania. I will have some kind of finish to where Charlotte ends up pulling out of it and have her wrestle Oscar again and then just make this a one-on-one match. I'm still hoping that's what happens. But what I would do, if you're going to unify it, make it an elimination match and have Becky beat both of them. Have them get rid of Charlotte like 10 minutes into it and then have them have that stare off because we still want that one-on-one run Becky match. And then have Becky beat both of them and it goes off the air with her with both titles. Is that going to happen? No. She'll probably just pin Ronda, take the Raw title, Charlotte keeps the SmackDown title, and then Sasha and Bailey run out there, and they have a corny-ass moment that has nothing to do with the continuity of the story. True. Uh, you mentioned something. You mentioned the uh, elimination match, and I, I've always thought about this because they don't do it. They always do triple threats, fatal four ways. They don't do the elimination match anymore, and with the exception of elimination chamber. And those matches I thought were fantastic. You know, I mean, we got one at WrestleMania 2000 with the four way for the WWF Championship. Uh, but no, you, that's a great story. That's a great aspect of it. You know, have it a triple threat match. Have Charlotte be eliminated. And then you get the one-on-one, and you know that somebody's walking out with either with, with both belts, and uh, it's either Becky or it's Ronda. And Charlotte isn't even in the scenario for her freaking title. And I think that's fantastic. Um, another little bullet point I got here, getting away from the women, because we've, we've talked about them to death. I'm excited about that match. There's other shit going on at WrestleMania. Uh, do you buy into the Miz being a badass beating up like eight people? <laughs> Not one bit. Not one <laughs> bit. I mean, and it went on for so long. Like I kept looking, and he kept making these faces like he was in the Marine Part 17 and a half. And I'm just like, you're not a badass, Miz. <laughs> you're a pretty boy from Cleveland. Like, you and Maurice live in Hollywood. Y'all moved to Texas, and you couldn't handle it. Yes, I watched Ms. and Mrs. Leave me alone. They moved to Texas and they couldn't cut it. Uh, 
Well, I just don't see it. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, man, if Shane's not bringing back the Mean Street Posse, I don't really give a shit about him being the heel. Yeah, I, uh, as soon as he ran, like, came up to him and ran to do, like, a Braun Strowman double clothesline, I'm like, really? Come on, Miz. It ain't going to happen. Don't do it. Um, I mean, on the mic, he comes off. like he, I mean, I can buy into it only on the mic, but I just don't see him, especially when you know, you know him as the one who runs and hides and, he, you know, uh, evacuates the situation just to get away from it all. I just don't see him being the one that runs into the fire, so to speak. So I don't, yeah, I don't buy into that whatsoever. Um, it was a disconnect for me when I saw that. It was more entertaining. Like, are they just all going to just pile in and beat the crap out of him right now? Because that's pretty much how it's going to go. Because you guys are going to try to make him look like a superstar, but it's not going to come off that way. And it didn't. I like Shane's line where he said, oh, th- this security miss, that's <laughs> not for me, that's for you. <laughs> like, I paid a lot of money to get this security out here to stop me from whooping your ass. They ain't here for you. And then, of course, Miz beats the shit out of them. WWE has the worst security since Craig and Day Day from Friday After Next. Like, their security's awful. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, true. When when you got eight guys with a shirt on to say security and the Miz beating up all of them, like, you might need to rethink your career path because securing anything is not working. Like, you secured nothing but an ass whooping. So, uh, I'm just, I'm I'm so distracted right now because of this whole Sting thing. I apologize. Um, I don't even remember where I was at. Shane and Miz, the women, what the fuck is up with Oscar? Uh, <laughs> another line that I like, even though I said I was getting away from the women. I love uh, Becky's promo where she said, she told Ronda, like, you've been whooping everybody's ass and nobody cared until I came around. Like, that was dope. And she said, you know this how this is going to end with your title in my hands and your head underneath my feet. That was dope, too. Like, when she, when she goes for it, she goes for it. Like, it's little shit like that that I love. But, yeah, that... uh so, Bully Ray, since you're listening, they didn't need Ronda. They needed Becky in the main event, sir. It wouldn't have happened without Becky. Because Becky, I mean, Ronda versus Charlotte would not have been the main event. If all things would have stayed the same, Marty, would you have bought in the Charlotte versus Ronda one-on-one as the main event? No, I'm begging for Kofi versus Daniel. Absolutely. Here's the way I see it. Ronda, for me, Ronda is the one that brings the attention, and Becky's the one that throws it over the edge. She's the one that carries it. Um, So to speak, Ronda brought the ticket to the dance, and Becky sold the show. That's the way I see it. And I'm not trying to throw anything at Charlotte either, because I've said a million times on here, I don't like her, but she's probably the best women's wrestler that they have. Not probably, she is. And so I'm not trying it's to just be pretty honest. Charlotte's probably the best women's wrestler in the world. Let's just be honest there. Yeah, and I got no problem saying that. But as far as emotional investment, if you didn't know she was Ric Flair's daughter, would people really give a shit? Not one bit. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I mean, here's the thing. The entire time, 
it's everything that we've been getting from Charlotte as far as promo wise has been whiny, shouting, and condescending. And it had it just you know, given Rhonda's promos here and hit and miss, Becky's promos have unfortunately been hit and miss, but at least they have continued the story and bringing content. It didn't feel like Ron, like Charlotte's promos at any point of this feud or storyline were adding valuable content to the story. Now, she does bring content to the overall match and performance, but I just don't – I find a complete disconnect as far as her part in the story that's being told. Yep. That's your girl for you. She's an eight-time eight, – she's been on the main roster for four years, and she's won the title eight times already. She's going to catch Ric Flair by, like, next summer. And then she's gonna get to she's gonna get to that she's gonna tie him with the women's and then she's gonna like, hey John Cena, let's have a one on one match for the vacant Universal Championship and see who beats my dad, and then she'll win and have more title reigns than her father ever did. Speaking of John right Cena, is he wrestling Kurt Angle at WrestleMania or? Oh yeah, he totally is. Absolutely. Whether we'll get it next week, I don't know. But I oh well, we are gonna get it next week. Whether we get it on Monday or the following Sunday, I don't know. Um, I I would I first I was saying I want to see it on Monday, just come in and just to get the hell out of the way, Baron. Just you know, Daddy's home. Uh, but at, the, at this point, it's like the shock value of him showing up on Sunday and his music going off while Corbin's walking to the arena or to the ring um, would be fantastic. We'll see. That'll be going down at MetLife Stadium where Marty will be at. I will be in NYC the weekend before that. But before we get there, there's this little issue of a triple threat bet between three podcasts. Boot to the face. Them Canuckers up in Canada. Talkamania. And our boys over at the Irish Whip. Marty, I was listening to the Irish Whip earlier and they said Get this now, that when it came to the main event, you would not be able to talk me out of picking Becky and that you would want to pick Charlotte because you're the smart one of the group. Now, if one of us was to pick Charlotte in this match, who would it be, Martin? If we were going to pick this match and who was picking Charlotte, that would 100% be your ass right there. There ain't no way in hell I am picking Charlotte Flair to win that match. So who was Yeti, that? Who was, who was saying that? So Yeti, was that? Oh, was Yeti JP was said that. it. JP said it, and Yeti I, co-signed. Okay. I was going to say, that sounded like something that come out of JP's mouth, but wasn't sure. Uh, I haven't got a chance to listen to the show yet this week because uh, I spent most of today. Yesterday, I was a little preoccupied, had some business to take care of. Um, today, I have um, – I've been, I'm not going to lie, well, I've been taking care of work, um, but I've also been paying, kind of recapping some old matches of mine to see which one of them was my favorite at the end of the day. Um, so I, been, I, I barely caught on one of the, on the Sirius XM show today to catch up on see what their bullshit was saying. Uh, but now I know I have to go back and listen to their shows um, this, from this week and, and see what they're saying. Well, I mean, you should love it because apparently they think you're the smart one of the group. I don't know what fucking boots the face well, they've been I mean. To. I mean, they've been saying that since Survivor Series, and I'm not going to discourage it. I mean, it is what it is. Can't say no. I mean, I, I take a bit of offense to it, but I'm not even going to let it get to me. You know, whatever. I mean, keep thinking, <laughs> you Irish fucks. 
Challenge, boot to the face, Irish whip, and uh, I think the Meat Boys podcast is doing it. I could be wrong. I think that's who they said. I believe be so. Yeah. Um, and then of course we're gonna have the three-way bet between Talkman, <laughs> boot to the face. Shut up, Marty. I'm about to mute you. Between Talkman, the boot to the face, and the Irish whip podcast, we're all gonna be making WrestleMania picks. Uh, we also need to do our NXT picks next week, and we probably T1 need to do super our. Guard. Uh, how quick do you think we can do the supercar? You think we can do that now? Just right here on the uh, fly? I, mean, I, got, I, I got that shit pulled up if you want to do that. Well, here's do we. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, everything's announced. Are we going to be able to do three predict three show predictions all in one show next week? That'll be a lot. No. We got 10 matches right now. I will, we will run through this real quick. We got 10 matches. Um. Let's see. We'll go straight to the top. Uh, never open weight champion, Will Ospreay versus Ring of Honor TV champion, Jeff Cobb. Who do you got? Jeff Cobb. And and this is a winner takes all. Yep. I Jeff got Cobb. Jeff Cobb. I got the man who's on the, who's on the rise, Mr. Will Ospreay. Um, Roosh versus Dalton Castle in a singles match. Roosh. Yep, Exactly. This is going to go quick. Uh, a rematch for the Women of Honor Championship. Mabu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein. KK going to get that title back. 
Tell me why Ring of Honor keeps putting the title on these old ass ancient women, and Kelly Klein got it for what, like three weeks, and then she loses it. Yep. When she's literally the workhorse of that division for that company, like, and so much for Tennille Dashwood getting the title shot at, uh, there, because that I believe that's what you were hoping for. But hey, you can go. She hasn't even had a freaking match yet. From what I understand, her contract's about to run out soon. She might be heading to AEW. Isn't that what we do now? I mean, she might be. Oh. <laughs> start rumors of AEW? Sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> My direct TV contract's almost up. I wonder if I should go to AEW. Uh, I got Kelly Klein as well. All right. Um, uh, well, here's a – I guess this one we can we can throw this one later. It's a New York Street match. Bully Ray versus To Be Announced. I'm going to throw it and say it's probably going to end up being flip again. Uh, but we'll, we can throw that one in later. Um, three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Bandito, Dragon Lee, and Taiji Ishimori. Uh, this is going to be a, a pretty damn good match, I think. And I've been t- I'm going to toss up on this one between Bandito and Ishimori. Um, man, Bandito's just been been turning up everywhere. Uh, I think this is I think he he wins the belt here. That's actually who I just wrote down as my pick, Bandito. We've been and doing I this show too him, long together. I only wrote him down because I can't spell Ishimori. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit. Where the hell did this happen? I, wow. I have not watched the last... Have you heard about the tag title match? Holy Is hell, that's what I'm looking at right now. Oh, shit. Gorilla's yeah, of Destiny. Villains Enterprise. L.I.J. and the Briscoes? Oh, hell. Sign me up for Evil and Sonata. They are going to win them belts. Now, is this a winner take all? It is. Wow. Is there any kind of step stipulation? Uh, nope, just winner takes all four-way tag team match. No elimination, no ladders, No elimination, no- nothing yet. Oh, could you imagine if this was a four-way ladder match for both series of belts? Oh. But it is for but both. But there's already belts. a ladder match, so the winners it get is for, every. It's for both. Correct. Oh my god, that's gonna be so good. I'm, I'm, I'm. Here's the thing. I know I just said Lij, um, and that's kind of because obviously I have Evil and Sonata as my tag team on my fantasy team, uh, but. I don't see the Briscoes holding the IWGP belts. I don't see G.O.D. holding the Ring of Honor championships. Bill Enterprises, I can see them going back and forth, and Allied J, I think, could be the dark horse that, that can take it. Especially if they just freaking lost the belts. See, I'm between the Briscoes and Gorillas of Destiny. Do the Briscoes have a passport? Can they go to Japan? I mean, they're from the back with, so I'm pretty sure they can seek themselves through anything. I really want to pick the Briscoes. Um, <laughs> I really do. They just, they're like a backwoods hillbilly version of the Usos. Like, they're unassuming, and you look at them, and you're like, okay, what's up with these guys? And then the bell rings, and they just constantly put on classic tag team matches. Um, every time. Every time. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. The tie always goes to the heart, and I'm going to pick the Gorillas of Destiny. 
damn. Here's here's what ties it up because I was fully like since day one, my goal was to rock my Gorilla the Destiny T-shirt at that show. It's gonna be hard for me to wear that if I'm not rooting for them. So I don't know. That's gonna be tough. Although I think deep down I do want them to win, but I'm just gonna go LIJ with the tough for the win. Um, next match, what the hell? All right, so here's another match. Uh, British Heavyweight Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to defend his belt against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'll take it. Tanahashi, Tanahashi hot damn. From the Heavyweight Championship. To the to British, British Championship. Hmm. I think this frees up Zack, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., and freeze him up to jump him into the next division. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick Tanahashi. All I, like I see is that like everyone outside of the WWE that's on my fantasy team is pretty much on this card, so I'm cool with that. Who are you picking to win? Uh I got Tanahashi to win. And then I we got Bully. IWG You pick Bully to win? No matter who he's fighting? He's going to beat up everybody. He's the man. Oh, fantastic. Um, I uh, Intercontinental Championship, Naito versus Ibushi. Holy hell, this is going to be a fantastic match. Obviously, you can tell that I haven't looked at the at the card in a couple of days because, like, four days ago, half of these matches weren't on here. Um, Ibushi versus Naito. Who do you got? Ibushi. Yeah, I don't. I think this is. I think he gets it. I don't. Naito's had that belt or been in the in the Title forefront picture. for that belt for for forever. Um, and he doesn't even like yeah. it. <laughs> All right. I mean, if LAJ is going to win the tag team belts, then they're going to take. The, LAJ is going to lose the champion, the IC belt. I'm just saying. Um, the three way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jay Lethal, Marty Skrull, Matt Taven. Ah, this is, I told you, this is going to be match of the year. Despite there being a ladder in this ring, it's going to be match of the year, which is tough with the match that's going to end the card. Um, I got Matt Taven coming out and, winning, and walking away with this title since he is the real Ring of Honor champion, even though I really want Marty Skrull to walk out with that belt. I just have to say that so everyone knows that my favorite wrestler, Marty Skrull, is going to win that belt. But I'm picking Matt Taven. I think it's time for Taven to win. Uh, he's walked around with that real world title. For, you don't go make a fucking title if you can't win the real well, one. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't walking around with it no more because Jay Lethal well, no. shit out of that belt a week and a half ago. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, you don't go create your own title, and like Taz made the FTW title, and then he ended up winning the ECW title. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just go create a title unless you're the million dollar man, because he never won the world title. But I think it's his time. But man, I think they're going to pull the fast one on everybody, and Marty Skrull's going to win the title. I want him to win that belt so bad. 
I just I feel like it's Taven's time. And I just don't think that's I don't think Marty's gonna be there in a month. I just don't think they put the belt on him and he leaves in a month. I don't know. That's this the, the intrigue and what's gonna happen this match is just there's so much there. I just can't wait. And who'd you pick now that I picked Abushi. Okay. Um and now that the New Japan um, Cup is over, we know who won. Um, Okada versus Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. A rematch from G1 Climax where Jay White also got the pin on Okada. Um, this is going to be a, a fantastic match. And if it's not for the three-way, if the three-way is not topping this card, this is a fantastic match to end this card out. Um, it's hard because, like, I want Okada to win. But Jay White just winning that belt, I, uh, just him losing it so fast, especially to Okada, who had the belt forever. Um didn't Tanahashi just win the belt in January and he's lost it already? I mean, that's true. So what's stopping Jay White from losing? Because this is Jay White's first reign as it. I don't know. You do that back yeah, to back. Oka- I mean, Okada's like, hey, like the Roman had, Reigns of New Japan. They just had two long reigns between Okada and Kenny and now two short reigns between Jay White and Okada. You can go either way. You could, Jay White can get the upper hand and, and take 2-0 on Okada, or Okada could avenge his loss at Climax. Um, fuck, I don't care. Fucking Okada's going to win this belt back. I'm going Jay White. Switch plays going to get cracked in half. And that, sir, is G1 Supercard. Um, breaking news. Fuck superstar Billy Graham. Why are these old, sorry-ass wrestlers always coming out talking shit about what's going on now? These get-off-my-porch motherfuckers. He's out talking shit about Kofi and uh, Daniel Bryan. About how small they are and they're too little to be the champion. Go fuck yourself. Nobody's on roids anymore, superstar Billy Graham. Didn't he go off on like Riley last year this time too, talking shit then? Yeah, and then you got uh Road Warrior Animal, who I love. Was talking shit about Becky like a couple of weeks ago. Dude, I just don't First of all, Road Animal Road Warrior Animal's been talking shit about every like every other week. There's some other bullshit ass rant coming from Road from from Animal. It's, it's ridiculous. The dude needs to put his Twitter machine away and quit playing. So yeah, that broke. So that was your G1 Supercard prediction, where um, Marty and myself, along with my lovely wife, will be at MSG watching G1 Supercard live and in person. In New York City next week, Marty. I'm. I can't tell you how excited I am about getting to New York next week. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm pretty freaking excited. Like, I love New York. This will be year three that I've been to New York in a row. Um, 
it's it's like my spring early summertime like tradition now i love it um but the the Everything around it. The fact it's WrestleMania week. We got G1 Supercard. Everybody's gonna be there. You know, I got I had to miss out on All In next last year. This is this is my gathering this year, and I I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun, and I'm just so excited to be there. Um, it's definitely gonna be a whiskey fueled weekend. I can tell you that right now because I get off at like up early on Wednesday. We'll do our shows. I'll do both shows that night, pack, and then bright early the next morning, my ass will be on a plane headed out to New York City, and I cannot wait. Same. I don't know how late I'll be working, but we will do the podcast. I will go to sleep. My kids are on spring break next week, so they will be shipped off to the grandparents next Wednesday. Me and the wife will get up bright and early. She will drive us to the airport because I'll be drinking because I'm nervous as fuck when I fly. Um, <laughs> so I will arrive I'm in sorry, New York probably drunk. And then uh, we'll go from there. A uh, couple things I wanted to get to that I completely forgot about. We ran a poll boot to the face the other day, 24 hours, got 170 votes. Um, if you are not as excited for WrestleMania as you feel you should be, What's to blame? And they had four choices, Marty. And I can't believe which one won. Um, adding Charlotte to... The last, the last time versus... I looked... Oh, go, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. Apologize. Go ahead. Um, last All time right. I looked, um, I'm still excited was still was leading it up, but that was like, that was sometime, I think, yesterday when I looked at that, but... That won. Continue. That won. Did it. With 3%. Um... But the choices were Ed, Charlotte, the Becky versus Ronda is a reason why you're not excited. The overbooking of Kofi Kingston, uh, both, and then still excited. Still excited won with 33%. Coming in at number two was adding Charlotte to Becky versus Ronda at 31%. With 170 votes, that's probably like three or four votes in between those two. Um, yeah. And then both came in at 25%, and the overbooking of Kofi came in at 11 Uh you won't really chat my ass about okay. the Kofi. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Is that storyline was just so intense and and all these gauntlet matches and all the bullshit and everything. He gets put into a WrestleMania title match by a tag team victory via countout of a match that he wasn't even fucking in. That's how you end that. That's almost as bad as. The whole thing with Becky and Ronda just walks in and punches her in the stomach. Like, who's who's writing this shit? Who's coming up with the finish well, to these intricate storylines? And this is the blow off to them. Like, here's the there's my thoughts on it. And people are talking about the how how did you, how was the the, the answer word the overbooking of Kofi. Uh, I get the I get how people can see the overbook. I don't think he was an overbooked. Um, I mean, when you look at what they've done with Kofi Kingston, this story is less than six weeks old. Like, he wasn't even in the picture until six three, weeks ago. They've had three gauntlet matches. True. True. Um, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not the world's biggest fan of gauntlet matches, but 
I thought they were pretty damn good matches. And compared to some of the other shit we, we see on the on WWE programming, it was probably still some of the best matches in programming that we've seen. Let's be honest there. Um, that that entire gauntlet match last night and the week before that was over an hour was better than you take away any third of Raw that equivalent in that week, and I guarantee you it's better than any one of those third hours or any one of those hours. Um I, I don't know. I think just, the story there is definitely building up this uh, underdog. And when it comes into WrestleMania, can he win it as an underdog? Will he lose it because they've already done this storyline with Daniel Bryan? Um, I don't know. It, it can. I really do believe they can go either way. And here's the thing. You say that he gets in because he wasn't even in the match. It was the Gauntlet Match Tag Teams. Well, we still have one week left. Who I, we have no idea what Vince has got up his sleeve to pull out on him next week. So I don't know. I'm guess I'm I'm looking at it with a grain of salt um, and going to wait till next week, see what happens. How it? I think next week is when we're really going to get that final conclusion to it all before WrestleMania. Obviously, we should because it's the go home show. Uh, but I think there's still a portion of this story that's missing that we're going to get on Tuesday. Vince didn't seem too happy about it. He also didn't seem too aware of what the hell was going on right now. Vince looked high as giraffe pussy on, on Tuesday night. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just not even there anymore. Like, quit putting him on TV. What is Vince, like, 73, 74? I think it's time. Uh, just go live your, live your best life, Vince. Speaking of Vince stepping away, and this goes to a comment I, I made the other day, um, yesterday or the day before, um, did you announce the Hall of Fame at all yet? No. No? So, uh, I mean, we got the newest members of the Hall of Fame this year. Um, and talking about Vince, because I was talking about the Hall of Fame um, the other day. Um, Hart Foundation being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, Neidhart and Bret Hart, making Bret Hart, the as of this year, will be the third uh, or fourth. Um, double double Hall of Famer, three in this one class alone. Uh, what are your thoughts on them getting in? I don't understand why the whole faction's not in. That's yep. Um, Agreed. That's that's mainly it. Uh, the Hart Foundation tag team was dope, but back to me back then, it was all about like the Legion of Doom and the Steiner Brothers were my shit back then because I was more WCW. And I'm not trying to circumcise the, you know, the, how huge the Hart Foundation were in WWE, because they were. And I knew it. Don't but at the time, I, I, I was not into, you know, how over they were. Um, but the Hart Foundation as a faction was fantastic, especially when Brian Pillman got there. Oh, my God. Exactly. And Pillman was there, and Owen Owen ended up leaving and joined the Nation of Domination. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a nugget. I'm a black heart, damn it. I'm a warrior. Like, that was some of the funniest. We used to scream that shit to each other in the hallways in high school. I'm not a nugget. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the hard no, time. No, but when if you look at that. The new heart, I get it's the new heart foundation. 
and I mean they were I think they weren't they weren't even even together for a full year. Um but still you have Brett and, and the, the Anvil, but then you have Owen Hart, you have the British Bulldog, you had uh Pillman in there. Like it was a faction, like they were all there. Here's the thing. They haven't put Owen Hart or Owen Hart in yet. God knows why. Vince knows why. It's stupid. He should be in there. Absolutely. When there's people that are in there that shouldn't be in there. Owen Hart should absolutely be in there. And if you're going to put China in there finally as a faction, because you're not going to let her be in by herself, then why the hell wouldn't you put the whole foundation and and then put them in there? I mean, I get it. The only one alive out of the entire group is Bret Hart, so that might be a little, um, I don't know, sad to, to him be up there and kind of receiving it for the entire faction when everyone's no longer around. Uh, but still, I mean... The Bulldog's never going to get in on his own. Pillman's never going to get in on his own. Hart Owens should, but he's not probably. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. It absolutely should be the entire foundation. Well, from what I understand, Owens' wife won't agree to him being put in because she still got heat with them over his death. Uh, so that's why he's not in. But they could still put just the faction in. Like, they don't have to... Name him. They could just show his picture, or show videos. Of I mean, have to say, oh, yeah, they, they did the last year. I'm, Mark um, Henry was talking talk about him for a portion of his story last year. Yep, his Hall of Fame induction. Uh, real quick, going back to our favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, we got a couple of tweets that I want to read out before we uh, sign off in a couple minutes. Um, so just adding on. To everybody's favorite match Jake Sinisak. Uh His is Owen versus Brett WrestleMania 10 Which is one of the most underrated matches I think Because uh, there was just so much emotion going into that Like Owen is the little Jealous brother and Brett is the Bigger brother that didn't really want to Fight him I remember that storyline When I was a kid watching that Yeah uh, it reminds me of me beating up my brother and not wanting to kick his ass, and then when he stepped out of line, having to do so. Oh wow! Is your brother coming to New York? I'd I'd like to see y'all fight. But, uh, <laughs> no, Nico but he did. Dead. He did pull out the he did pull out an old championship belt the other day and sent me a picture of it. So I think he's throwing out a challenge. Uh oh. Facebook Live. Uh, Nico Dad twenty six <laughs> Savage versus Steamboat. Everything from the build to the match. Uh, Joe already talked about Warrior versus Savage. Uh, Raider Max HS Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25. That was the first match. That was a really good right. match too. I'm a Taker guy, but yep. our boys up in Canada, Talkamania, Bret Hart. Imagine that he's Canadian <laughs> versus Shawn Michaels in the Iron Man match. Wow, I can't believe they picked their Canadian hero to lose. But from what I understand, Dez is a traitor, and he's more of a Shawn Michaels fan anyway. They should. Damn. What's the word? Kick somebody out of the country? Ex- uh, not expedite. What's the- extradite? They should extradite Dez. Extradite. He's not really Canadian. Yeah, he's not really Canadian. He's like Chris Jericho when he turned heel in like '06. Like he's running around chanting the Hollywood. Like I moved from Canada to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Talkamania picked Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels in an Iron Man match. Uh, let's see. Brian Sand, 08. Taker versus HBK in Shawn's retirement match. I believe that was 27. No, that was 28. 28? No. 
No, it, it wasn't. 20. Was it, it wasn't twenty-eight. It's twenty-seven. It was twenty-six. It was twenty-eight. Twenty-eight was Cena versus. Um, versus Rock, wasn't it? I don't think there was yeah, an HBK match then. That was it. So it wasn't that one. He wrestled Triple H at 27. So I think it may have been 26. Did they wrestle back-to-back? Uh, yeah, he did wrestle back-to-back. Okay, so it's 26. Uh, Jose GGR, he picks Kurt versus Eddie, WrestleMania 20. That was a good match. Eddie untied his shoe when Kurt got ready to put him in the ankle lock. <laughs> Kurt was surprised, holding the shoe in his hand, and Eddie rolled him up. That was that was good. It's a good match too. I think Kurt versus Shawn Michaels is a match that nobody talks about at WrestleMania, and that match was great. And I also think had Brock Lesnar not missed the shooting star press, that Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania uh, would probably be on a lot of people's list too. But that kind of gave everybody a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, doing the favorite podcast, they picked Sean versus Taker. It says WrestleMania 27, but that's not the match. It was Triple H versus Taker at 27. So I'm guessing 26. Because like I said, I happen to be at the one at 27. And I believe that's the last one we're going to read. So Marty, we got one more show before we leave New York City. Oh, man. One more show. It's going to be our go-home show. It's going to be action-packed. Uh, Evan's going to go down Monday and Tuesday. We have um, we have picks for TakeOver. We have them for WrestleMania. Uh, we got to get iron up the details with Takamania and um, the Irish Whip, see what they want to do with those. Um, hell, I'm down for doing a live show in New York sometime before that to get our picks together. Um I don't know. The challenge is there. The challenge was accepted. Hot damn, I cannot wait. Neither can I. And I got my Talkamania shirt to wear in New York City when we go. Yeah, mine mine was delivered today. I got my You say that so heartbroken. Like I gotta wear this bullshit. Um, <laughs> That's not why. I say heartbroken because that means we got our ass to be in a in a in a in a bet and that means I gotta pay up now. Yeah. But I will win. I have uh, a shirt. I'm for the Irish Whip podcast that's listening, Marty did most of those picks while y'all keep calling him the smart one, you motherfuckers. First of all, we would have tied had it not been for somebody else's two picks that they said, oh, this is what. I don't care if you pick any of the picks. These are the ones I want. You can talk to me about whatever. I'm like, okay. We lost by like 12. Lost. You mean we tied? They, they spanked our ass. Like, that fucking thing was over with. Before the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, so just a reminder, next week, glue to the face, we will be doing the go-home show for WrestleMania. Predicting WrestleMania NXT TakeOver. We will be in the middle of WrestleMania T-Shirt Week, which starts Monday. If you participate, take a picture in your T-Shirt. Hashtag it, WrestleMania T-Shirt Week. Post it on any form of social media. We follow damn near all of them. And let's take over social media during the week leading up to WrestleMania. Celebrate this thing we all love. ProWrestlingTees.com slash boot to the face. Use the promo code B2TF and you get 20% off. That way you can pretty much add in the extra soft cotton shirt, which I always recommend because it is so comfortable. It is 10 times more comfortable than any WWE shirt they print out. 
Go there, get you a boot to the face shirt, and then you can get you any other shirt off the website, twenty percent off. Don't sell pro wrestling tees. I don't know if they know that or not. <laughs> Mark, done it all in a little over an hour, an hour and three minutes so far. It's been a good show, sir. Uh, hour and three? That's, we just hit hour and a half. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm sorry, hour and 33 minutes. You're right. I apologize. It was a damn good show, man. So for Marty Vasquez, I am Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, episode 28. Your favorite WrestleMania match of all time show. And we are out. We will catch you next week. Peace. Later.